welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Love 101 Season 2, Episode 1, and we're so excited to finally have this season. We've been waiting like a year or more for the second season to come out. We're also going to do a quick recap of what happened in Season 1, just so that everybody has their bearings before they're watching or listening to what happened in this episode. I am actually drinking coffee this morning. So Ooh. we're doing it in the morning. We have tea-like drinks, maybe? I don't have a tea drink, but I did meet, make some tea cookies. And I ate Ooh. one this morning. Oh, wow. What kind Fancy. of tea cookie? Earl Grey. The only kind of tea I like. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> Bergamot <laughs> is disgusting. <laughs> I know I we've had Earl this conversation Grey. before, but I'm just. I guess you're Ted Lasso in this case. I like tea. I just don't like Earl Grey. <laughs> I'm with Sammy. Not not a big Earl Grey person. Esgi, uh, I assume you had six cups of tea before we started this podcast. I had three in, <laughs> several hours ago with breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I almost I was gonna make tea just for our you know record early recording time, but then I showered instead. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Big ball. laughs> Okay, should I should I go ahead with the recap? Yes. Okay, so now we're going to do a recap of what happened in Love 101 season 1 and thank you to Sophia for looking this up <laughs> and remembering cuz a lot. There's a, just a lot of names to remember in this show. I feel yeah. like that's the most challenging thing for me. I think for me, I just completely forgot everything about the past, the future storyline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, as Sammy mentioned, I had to do a thorough Google search because our dear Netflix doesn't have a recap for this, which is sad because they usually have that for shows. Um, but basically, um, I guess the basics of the show is that we have the past, which is kind of in the 90s. And there's this group of five friends who are Ishik, who's like the good girl. Um, there's Eda, who's like the bad girl who wants to be a graphic designer. Yeah, and draws on it. walls and random walls <laughs> and people's arms <laughs> oh yeah I forgot about that um then there's uh Kerem who's the basketball jock slash needs anger management ASAP likes to beat people up yeah slash his dad is probably a mobster we're not yeah. sure <laughs> very so sketchy he's very yeah very rich through probably sketchy means <laughs> <laughs> and then there's um uh Ozan no not Ozan Osman Osman who's this like snake oil salesman who yeah, just like wants that's to make exactly it however he can um because I can't remember how clear it was in the previous season but like his dad drives a really fancy car but it's not his car he's yeah, like, he's he's a, like chauffeur. a chauffeur yeah um and then What's the name of the really depressed one? Sinan. 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 <laughs> well, there's Sinan whose parents like literally abandoned him to live with his grandfather and this gorgeous boss like, adjacent. Basically Yala. comatose grandfather. Yeah. Yes. And and equally uh uh lethargic old dog, old and large. Oh, dog. Yeah, I love that dog. <laughs> um, but he lives in like the most gorgeous house to have existed and his his dad like has this wife and like twins and they have a really extravagant life but like Sinan barely has food on his plate it seems and Um, he's also an alcoholic yeah he's an alcoholic 
but he's very smart he's a philosopher like he just reads philosophy and philosophizes and like says very few words um and then there's two couples there's Eda and Kerem our couple Mm -hmm. and then um Ishik oh sorry Ishik and Sinan our couple kind of of. there's mutual there's a mutual crush that has not really been acted upon but then like Osman is like the odd man out as we discussed at length in our um podcast of the previous season um and then they they're like these troublesome kids except for Ishik and the the principal of their school really really hates them his his name is Nedjdet and he's like actually evil he's evil um the, the student the kids call him Bok Nedjdet which is like sh- Bok is shit so like shithead I guess <laughs> <laughs> um and then we have this like really sweet really beautiful young teacher Burdu who's like their savior and the best and then she's gonna marry this idiot asshole <laughs> whose name I can't remember, but she's from the from Rize. And she's, like, going to go there with him. Yeah. The guy's Tunjai. really dumb. He's Tunjai, a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. We hated him, yeah. Um, she's from Trabzon, no? Not, I think. Doesn't really oh, yeah. matter, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Close by, I Close guess. by, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she's going to move back. But when the kids find this out, they're like, oh, no, like, we're screwed now. Because, like, also, for some reason, that has not been explained. If you get expelled from high school in Turkey, like, your life is over, basically. <laughs> yeah. You can't really yeah. do anything else. Um, which I still don't understand, but <laughs> I hope we for get plot some. reasons, it is the end of your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so they they there's a new teacher, like, a very, like, taciturn teacher that comes, and he's, like, this former professional basketball player and he's like very quiet and has a very deep voice um and he's very mysterious so basically the kids decide to set them up and they successfully set them up in order to get Borgia to stay yeah in order to get Borgia to stay she dumps the idiot finally (laughs) um but then it turns out like I don't remember why they get into an argument with some dudes that are the worst Uh, over Edda I think it's over Okay, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Over yeah. Eda, yeah, because Eda is to spite Keram goes on a date with one of the assholes, oh, yeah. and then he, I think I can't remember if he came on to her really strong, and she was yeah. just like, no. Also, also, she has like an eating disorder, like yes, you know, constantly kind of referenced, and she uh, was kind of resisting eating, but then again, to spite Keram, she like goes on a dinner date with this asshole, this other asshole, and then. When she, and I can't remember why she snaps back at him, but she has a very strong snap back at him <laughs> that he deserved. Um, and then he gets fury, really, really, really mad and decides to uh, take it out by, on, on the whole gang, kind of by targeting them and getting into a fight. They were ambushed essentially in the brand new mm-hmm. science lab. Yes, in a, in a newly donated chemistry lab where there's yeah. a lot of beakers a to be broken. A lot of smashable objects. So dangerous, yeah. And it's really dangerous, actually. Like, they all end up with, like, cuts and... They, like, throw va- vials of chemicals. Like, well, it's obviously water with food coloring, but, like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, you do know. <laughs> Don't throw that. <laughs> so, it turns out that they trash this place for some reason the other kids are not blamed at all i guess because yeah. they're not trouble kids i don't know yeah well yeah did you mention that nedge that is like the the way the reason that they're so hung up on Burju is because she 
it's enough for one teacher to veto. Oh yeah. The, I like imagine. everyone, everyone expelling the, the, so every single teacher is united behind Nijdet to expel the problem students at the beginning of the um, show, but at the beginning of the first season, but we're just like, everyone deserves a second chance, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, and so essentially this fight in the lab leads to a change in the voting policy, but I don't want to get ahead of uh, where you are, <laughs> but yeah, basically Nejit's looking for a reason to expel them. Yeah. Um, so basically he's like, okay, I won't expel you if you give this speech, like apologizing and they're about to do it. And then they decide to rebel and not give that speech. Um, so he expels them all. Except this chick, I guess he just suspends her. Suspends her, yeah. And then as as Esgi mentioned, they changed the voting laws, but I don't remember what No, the they- voting the voting rule changed before the the speeches. Oh. So basically after the science lab got trashed, Nejdet was able to get the support of all the teachers to change it to a major simple majority oh, decision okay. to expel. So Bourjo's like veto wouldn't help. Um and then yeah, then the speech that speeches non-apologies happen and then oh and and then Burju finds out oh because yeah Sinan told uh, what's the name of Kemal yeah that that like they had set up Burju and him right which he's like not which he's like fine about but like Burju's really upset about that like she she just like can't do like it's a betrayal to her, which I understand. I don't know if there's anything else from the first season or if I should go on. It, it looks like at the end of the first season, it looks like the kids are all kind of in disarray. Like, oh, yeah. they're might happy, be going, but they're yeah. like not going back to school. Right. And I was like, maybe going to France for school. Yeah. Cause like, again, as Sammy mentioned, their, her educational career in Turkey is somehow over. Oh, <laughs> and, and her parents want her to like marry someone like they yeah, want her to marry wealthy up, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I would say she's like upper middle class. Maybe she's not like Kedam level of money, um, but they're like fairly well off. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they didn't, I don't think they show at the end of the first season, but Ashuk's parents definitely had cows over this because Ashuk was so well behaved. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, then, and then, oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, Burja and, and Kemal, it's not clear that their relationship will continue. Oh, um, no, it is. Remember, they make out at the taxi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they make out the taxi. Okay, I just remember yeah, her yeah. getting into, trying to get into the taxi. No, 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 no. It ends on a happy out. note. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. But then also in the flashback, which I always forget because it's like so in the beginning, in the first half of the season. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, Ishik writes letters to everyone because she like... Adult Ishik, yeah. Yeah, she's sad that they like drifted apart and apparently some events happened that caused everything to go to shit. And she, she meets with Edda, who's now like this housewife and they go to the like decrepit house, which I think it's Sinan's house. And, yeah. and Ishik has bought it, I think. Oh, and she writes letters to just three people. So there's like some sort of clue that someone died or something. Someone's in jail for sure. Yeah. And then someone died probably. Um, someone works on a farm. Someone yeah, works some- on a farm. Yeah. So there's a lot of things from the future that are completely unresolved. And prediction here, because I'm very negative, I guess. <laughs> I feel like that storyline is just going to screw like it's going to make everything it's not going to make sense in the end 
from what my mom and grandma have said, because they watched the entirety of season two and I haven't, um, they said that all the, in, from their perspective as viewers, all the loose ends were tied up. I think we're more oh, wow. than they are. Good. Um, so that's we'll very see. good news. And all so of the negative, <laughs> all of the adults are played by all adult versions of the kids are played by like rather famous actors too. So they got some good people signed up for this. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Awesome. So now, <laughs> sorry, Sophia. Now, Sophia is going to take us through what happened in the first episode of season two. Okay, so the first episode starts with um, Bourjou and Kemal having a romantic little bed scene. Bourjou looks um, fabulous. Yeah. Got to shout her out. She's quite pretty, obviously, as we've evidenced. <laughs> um, and they're having this like sweet little moment. They're talking about like their most embarrassing memories, whatever. She gets a delivery at the door and she goes to get it some flowers, which... I didn't understand who the flowers were from. Were they from Tunjay? No, I thought they were from uh, Kemal. Did they? Yeah. Did she get? Yeah. Because then she has like a, a like she doubts everything for some reason. Like she just she like self sabotages out of yeah. nowhere. I think. I think. I think she's so. She's like yeah, exactly. She's like really happy about the time they spent together, and then like this thoughtful gesture, and she overthinks it. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So then Kemal's like, what? You're not sure you want to be with me? Like, what the fuck? So they kind of like break up, it seems. And then she finds out the flowers are for him, from him. Because I guess she was doubting who the flowers were from or something. Like, Because then she reads the card really dramatically. <laughs> I don't know. That was conf- That was a confusing scene for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. It was confusing. But I think basically we're just meant to take away that even though their relationship is good she's kind of sabotaging it because she's doubting herself yeah well she was almost gonna marry the dumbest guy on the earth so that's true (laughs) so i can't say anything in her favor (laughs) unfortunately um so then we see ishik ishik's coming back from like some sort of summer vacation with her parents she has like a bunch of like like she even has like floating toys in the in the in the like backs in the trunk of the car and they're talking to her they're like this is your senior year like you can't fuck it up because apparently they left Istanbul like the first day of summer they didn't even let her like talk to her friends say goodbye they were just like we're out like goodbye um and they're like this is your senior year you can't screw it up like you have to do your exams and turns out she was studying all summer which sounds like my worst nightmare <laughs> um and she, she seems pretty melancholy like she I don't know if it's because like she thinks her friends are not going to return to school or but she she doesn't seem excited about the new school year and then we get to school it's the same building as always and now there's a ton of graffiti because um like people really like connected with what they said in their non-apology so they're making graffiti of like osman and him like i don't even remember oh it says fuck off we're not apologizing <laughs> so, 
Um, That's what the subtitles are telling me. And so everyone's like chilling, like they show really funny stereotypical scenes like a Rubik's cube and these two like kids flirting and like hula hoops and bubbles and that little game on your phone. I don't know if you ever had this game. It's so funny Um, where like there were little rings and water and you had to press the buttons until the rings go in on a little stick that's on the thing. No. I, I know no what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's very nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a kid playing that. It's like a cell phone shaped thing in this case. And he's like playing with the... Um, so everyone's just like Jay chilling. Um, Ishik like now has these purple highlights in her hair because now she's a badass. She's I guess. bad. <laughs> and she has a purple sh- like jacket that I guess is not the uniform. I don't know. And she's just like talking, and then she sees Kedem at the school, but he's washing Nedjdet's car. So she's confused like, why is he at school and why is he washing the car? And then we see Osman is like organizing his desk, like putting everything in its place and like dusting and whatever. Um, Eda's like making his Turkish coffee and some water, but of course she's <laughs> spitting in his coffee because, of course. Um, Classic. And then Sinan is shining his shoes, which Nedjdet is just walking around the school in socks, which seems like a great look for a principal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he gets to his office and like everyone brings him his crap. And then there's this new girl who's the new student. And she's, it seems like the daughter of the regional education coordinator or something. Yeah. Or she's the daughter of some important dude. Yep. He's like the superintendent for Istanbul, I think. I think that's a good way to, yeah. Okay, but we know she's trouble. We can tell. Does she have any lines in this episode? I don't think yeah. she actually, does she say anything? Yeah, it's when when, Oz, when she comes in the place and Osman, like, Osman is there, like, organizing. Oh, yeah, she's just, she just introduces herself, basically. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any, like, No, she's nice, true but interaction. she spills the ink mm-hmm. well, just to, like, I guess piss off Osman or be like you don't want to be my friend so like let me just I feel like that means they're gonna hook up yeah I think that's some like pigtail pulling stuff yeah because like people I don't know like there was this whole like stupid the stupid um um kind of the governing body of Turkish media that decides what to censor and what to not censor they were I mean they're always looking for things to like poke holes in with these Netflix shows and one some some pro kind of AKP <laughs> trolls on Twitter were claiming that Osman is gay because he doesn't have a love interest. Oh, yeah. So the censorship board was like looking into the show, um, mainly because they just don't like that there's anything <laughs> on Netflix and people can kind of say whatever they want on Netflix. So I, it seems like, you know, there was an external force pushing yeah. them to uh, introduce a heterosexual love interest here. But yeah. anyway... <laughs> Makes sense. Although the girl, like, okay, I don't even know how you say this in English, but like, she looks like one of those people that'll like throw something and then pretend it wasn't her. Like, there's a saying in Spanish that just works really well. But basically, like, she's she's up to no good in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, she's also like a piano virtuoso of some yes. kind, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a piano just for her. Piano genius. Yeah, and so. Like Nejdet is like really proud because basically like he got her to come to the school just through like talking, I guess. Cause he's kind of an asshole. 
And he's he's very persuasive to people. That's my takeaway from this episode. But we can discuss that in a bit. Yeah, he's good at uh, like licking the boots of those in power. Um, so then Bourju goes to talk to Kemal. Like she tries to have a conversation with him, but she's very unsuccessful. Like she clearly doesn't know what to say. She's like, I don't know how I feel. Like, I don't know if I want this. Like, she's like, why don't we pretend it never happened? And she smiles at him. And she's also like, um, she thinks he's just like, you know, basically taking a vacation in the school with her. And then he's going to go back to his previous life. Yeah, basically. Um, And so they obviously end up fighting once more because classic. I don't need what? I don't remember this scene, to be honest. (laughs) But she's like really upset and he's just like walking around. (laughs) Very determined. So then Ishik like confronts everyone. She's like, why are you guys being so weird? Like, why are you back at school? Why are you being like nudged at pets? Like, I don't Mm. understand anything. And they're like, well, you know, like, it's our education. It's our future. I don't even, they say, like, such bullshit. Like, she can obviously read through it and know that it's bullshit. Like, bullshit. That's the scene. Uh, and I guess she feels kind of, like, betrayed. I don't know. But then Sinan hugs her. And I don't even know. But then, <laughs> then Kemal confronts Sinan is like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Like, I don't understand any of this. Yeah. Kemal, maybe the best teacher in the school. Hot take. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually ask the kids what's going on. Well, like a normal person should. Right. And then Sinan tells him, but like, we don't hear what happened. And then there's this huge scene with the principal because this whatever education delegate is is coming. Well, no, he's introducing the new student and saying that she's a piano virtuoso or whatever. Um, and... Everyone's like, well, whatever. And like, then I don't know what someone says, but like people are making fun of Nedjit again, isn't it? Yeah. So, so there's the whole um, Nedjit uh, tricking the former principal, right? Into like. Not like... yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. Um, but he's like saying that there's going to be a class A for like excellent students and there's a test. And there's going to be a test every month for all the students. Or yes, smart. he's turning the school into a nightmare, hierarchical, horrible dystopia. And Bourdieu, like, hates it. Like, we can tell that she's really upset by it. Yeah. And he, but he's trying to make the school really competitive to, like, make people care more about it, which apparently works, but it makes no sense. And so we keep seeing these people, like the all the gang doing all these tasks that they really hate. Um, and then we see like these pictures and like the best students are going like in pictures all around the school, whatever. Like there's this, I don't even know what to call it. Like, a, well, a hierarchy. He's basically creating a hierarchy um, where like good students have pins and bad students don't. And that's like really pitting students against each other. What got me was that it changes monthly. Like it's not like oh you're yeah. set for the year. It's like every month we will retest you and redistribute. <laughs> That's so <pins>. stressful. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah, but it seems like they're all in class A. I guess all of, all of the gang. 
No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Shik definitely has a pin. But they're always like <laughs> at the back watching the people get the pin. I don't think they're getting pins. They're in the same classroom, all of them. With the with this girl who's obviously going to be in class A because she's, I mean, she's an edge that's pet. That's true. Maybe they're smart. Maybe I'm judging them too harshly. Maybe it's like a homeroom type thing. Maybe it's also, not like, yeah. But then also Nezhet cut lunch by half and he's like turning the lights off, which I don't even know why. <laughs> he's just like making this into like, to not say anything else, like a martial state. Yeah, for sure. And then we see... Sinan's parents are like being Sinan's parents and being like we need to sell this house because like we need the money because the dad needs like a third maid of course or whatever <laughs> um, and they're also so they, like well then if we sell the house you take Sinan no you take Sinan and Sinan's yeah. of course listening to this horrible stuff yeah like who's gonna take the grandpa whatever we'll just leave him here while we sell the house <laughs> he's your father <laughs> so horrible <laughs> Um, but they like they don't even hate each other that much, honestly. They just seem like they don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, they're, they're like collaborating with each other on this whole thing. Yeah, and she needs the money apparently too. I don't even know why. Um, I don't know. I hate them a lot. And then the mom's like, "You should eat something. You look like you're gonna die." It's like, well, he lives alone with a freaking ninety-three-year-old man who's catatonic. Who then wakes up for a second. It's like they're not gonna sell the house. And yeah, that was, yeah. I was like, yay, Grandpa. And then I was like, uh-oh, Grandpa. Well, I mean, it's not going to make any difference. Um, so then we go back to school and the students, like the gang gets into a fight with one of the bus drivers because he doesn't want to take one of the kids because he couldn't pay for the bus, I think. Um, and so they like confront him, whatever. They have like this little fight. And then they decide to pay for a cab for him. So now they're like the Robin Hoods of the school, I guess. Um, and then it seems like it's the next day and Sinan is like getting his grandpa breakfast. But then his grandpa is not responding. Turns out it's the last of grandpa and he's dead now. <laughs> R.I.P. grandpa. It's very sad. And then he just, like Sinan just goes out to the water to kind of think. But I'm thinking to myself like, if his parents find out the grandpa died, like they're definitely going to kick him out of the house. Yeah, they're going to sell the house immediately. Yeah. So, like, he has no incentive to say that the grandpa's there and dead. So, I, I have no clue what's, what he's going to do. Um, then Burju again is trying to talk to our friend Kemal. Like, same freaking fight, same no resolution. But he tells her about why the students are doing what they're doing. And it's basically to protect Ishik. Well, it seems, I don't know why I had this intuition that this, this is what it was about, but sorry if I spoiled it a few <laughs> minutes beforehand. <laughs> um, so she goes to Nejdet's office. She's like, you're going down Nejdet. Like the way that he's doing things is just horrible. Like I can't stand by this. And she gets to the office and Osman's there. And Osman's like, well, she's like, Osman, I know everything and I'm going to tell. And I'm going to tell the education board. And he's like, no, we're going to lie and say that it was our idea. Like, no, don't do this. And she's like, I don't care. Like, I want to watch the world burn. Basically, like, get out, out of my way. Um, and he's like, no, don't do it. Like, he's like trying his best to 
have her not do it. And then she goes and finds a chick in the bathroom and like take, kicks out all the girls from the bathroom. She's like, I found out something that you should know. And I would want to know if I were you. And it's like that they're doing this whole thing for her. Um, so we get a flashback to last year. So there's the whole thing and the new principal signed all of the expulsion orders. But then Nejdet comes back to the school in a rage, in a fit to find all of this graffiti and everything. Um, and he's like not having it. He's well, he also goes and tells the principal, like, there's a donation from this man, like, just take it. It's going to be really good for the school, whatever. He just like manipulates this guy. And then we see Ida in her room and she's just like really annoyed. And then her parents want her to get dressed up because they're going to introduce her to some dude um, that they want her to marry. Uh, Kerem is like a lifeguard. He's like slash cleaning the beach. And Osman is is um, like basically working with his dad for this boss that he has um, and tells him, you know, once you turn 18 and get your license, you're going to be driving for my boss. You're going to drive his kid to school. So basically, I guess he's kind of telling him, like, you don't have the future that I thought you would because he says, I thought you were going to have this car, um, but now you're going to drive it for someone else. That was devastating. <laughs> yeah, that was so sad. And then Sinan is just like on his little terrace thing, just like chilling, I guess. Um, so then we have the scene with Nechdet convincing the principal to take this money, um, which basically in, in very short like recap, he convinces this guy to take the money. Then he tells the school district that this guy like ripped off the donor and then he like does this whole thing to make the former principal look bad and get himself back as like the principal in charge, which I don't understand how he achieved it. Like he lied and everything, but like, how did he convince them that he was the one to come back? I think you just gotta take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) (laughs) And then this woman who's like, I don't know who she is, but she seems to work at the school. She's like, you were humiliated. Like, no one believes in you. Like, you're the worst. And then he, like, basically figures out, like, I need to do something if I want people to respect me because they're just going to make fun of me because of what these students did to me. So he comes up with this elaborate plan. He tells Kerem, Eda, eh, Osman, and Sinan to come to the office. And he's like, okay, um, well, we're gonna, you know, uh, do the following. Like, I'm gonna let you come back to school with no consequences, except you have to be my slaves. And if you don't do it, then I'm gonna kick a Ishik out of school. Yep. So basically, they're like, oh crap, like, we really care about Ishik. Like, he's like, I found your weakness, and their weaknesses that they really care about Ishik, and they really cared about each other. Um, so he manages to convince them because they, they think about it a lot, but he manages to convince them and they have some beers where they're extra convinced. And then, well, through that, Edda is like, she says, like, we need to tell Ishik, like, if I were her, I would want to know about this. Like, I don't want it to be a secret. So Edda tries to call her, but then she's not, she's not able to tell them. And then we flash forward to present time when Ishik finds out and she loses it completely. She 
grabs a which, bucket. Which, by of the red. way, Borju tells the shit, which is important because that was a big mistake, I think. <laughs> yeah. Wait, didn't I mention that? I'm crazy. Probably earlier, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. So, Borju told the Ishik, and then the whatever the superintendent is visiting the school, and it's like a huge moment, and Ishik just grabs a bucket of red paint, throws it at Nechdet, and says, like, I will never apologize. Like, fuck you. I don't even know what she's <laughs> Yeah, she's really mad. <laughs> she, like, throws it from, like, above, too. It's very dramatic. She's, it like, on, in the attic of the school <laughs> and opens a window and dumps it onto Nechdet standing on the podium. It's fantastic. And so Nejdet is really upset and he says on the loudspeaker, like, okay, like this, the student has been found who has done this and she will pay the consequences. She has been expelled, whatever. Um, and like, he can't get this pain off of himself. We see a shit kind of block of shame it. And then Eda, Kerem, Osman are like looking at Nejdet's window and he like threatens them. Like what he used to do, he's like signals like cutting the throat. And he's just watching them from his window. And that's the end of the episode. I'm sorry. I need to get up and like drink something because my throat is really dry. Yeah, no worries. That was a lot of talking. (laughs) Okay. So now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea but my coffee section. So Eski, what are your like overall impressions from the first episode, hopes and dreams for the second season? <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, well, I liked, I, I, I liked what Sophia mentioned about like that ending scene, the kind of the staring contest between Nijdet and the uh, bad kids, because I think equally they were, even though they didn't put their hands to their throats with like the throat slashing motion the way Nijdet did, I think they were basically also doing the same thing because yeah. they have nothing to lose at this point. So um, I think they're gonna fuck shit up before um, probably getting <laughs> expelled again. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll have like um, a more kind of, I hope it's actually more of an insidious plan. It's not like kind of like the stuff they used to do. Uh, more kind of brash and obvious and um easy to you know pinpoint and easy to punish them for things I I feel like they're gonna plot um and it's gonna be really satisfying and it's gonna like torture and edge debt so I hope that's one of my hopes for the season I hope she keeps rocking the purple hair and uh (laughs) is a badass clearly her life isn't over because yeah and as an adult she has enough money to buy even though that that mansion is the Yelda is falling apart that is still a very expensive piece of property yeah even even the land itself would be out of reach for like 99.999 percent of people in turkey so she's definitely either got family money or she's managed to uh turn her as of right now over life (laughs) around um so it'll be interesting to see that and then yeah i think this new girl is not going to be our favorite character so i'm interested to see what she does Sophia overall impressions hopes for the season feeling optimistic I think mm, I'm not optimistic I feel like the show <laughs> will end up in like a sad on a sad note or like not happy note yeah because we know that they're not going to end up together and that there's some sort of tragedy 
Mm. I just really hope things look up for Sinan because his life is pretty miserable and poor kid. Like he's just like not even 18. Mm. And I hope our friend Osman can prove his father wrong and like can show him that he is going to be a billionaire. Like he's always wanted to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I, um, full confession. I have watched the second episode. Um, but, um, I'm, not going to spoil anything or anything like that. Um, I'm super optimistic for this season. I'm actually enjoying it more than I did the first season. And I think that for me, that's like most encapsulated in that little stupid scene where the um, bad kids protect the little kid who's getting picked on by the van driver. Because in the first season, like, maybe they had good hearts but it wasn't that clear like they were kind of assholes and they didn't really care about each other and this season they're like actually people you can really root for with like no reservations they're like really good and they're fighting against this horrible evil person um and they care about each other and they're like protecting each other and so I'm like all in I'm very excited about this season and I think they got to this point through smart and logical character development for sure a whole season to watch them kind of go through collective trauma, have camaraderie um, that developed organically. Yeah. Even though they were had completely different backgrounds to start out with. And even yeah. like the bad kids weren't really friends with each other. Like they were yeah. just all united in right. being the worst kids at the school. Um, and now, like you said, they're all, um, you, we can root for them and they all have each other's backs in a very believable way, which is a nice change from some plot yeah. uh, riddled shows we've- Oh God. And, and I think- you know, it's it's great because you really do believe that the characters are real people. And I think that's important because with like Ati and Erhan, like those weren't like really human characters. The only human character was uh, John Sue. Yeah. Literally the rest True. were like, whatever. Um, yeah. And I, I really love teen shows, as I think I've mentioned before. So I like this show. I've been looking forward to watching it for a I while. I can't believe you don't think Aden is a real human character. She was so, oh so compelling and believable. <laughs> just can't believe oh this God. wrong that has been done to Aden. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we talk about like what's going on with Borju and Kamal and all of that? Honestly, I'm like less the least interested in them at Agreed. this point in the show. Um, but yes, we should talk about that because clearly they are still going to take up a lot of airtime. <laughs> I I wish that they were just like happily ever after this whole season, but like At this point, yeah. I know yeah. that drama shows cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't just and you know these two, their chemistry, their on 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 screen chemistry is really really exceptional to the point of like they are now the lead characters also in a network show. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that's done by the same production company Ayapum that does that does this show that does Love One Hundred One. Um, it's called uh, Justice Yarg, and they are uh, both lawyers and don't like each other, and then now they're in love. Oh my gosh, that sounds <laughs> so fantastic! They, but yeah, yeah my my, my mom and grandma, I think it's their favorite show right now. Um, our resident uh, Turkish <laughs> viewing experts. Um, anyway, so yeah, I agree. They have really good on-screen chemistry, so they're going to definitely like continue to include them. Um, but I'm so much more interested in. Uh, exacting revenge on Bokhnej death. <laughs> yes, I want to bring his ass down. No, and I, and I also like. I'm very interested in the kids' love stories rather than because yeah. it, it seems. I don't know if you guys noticed, but like 
in the flashbacks, Kerem and Edar are like always holding hands and stuff. But in the future, they're not. So it seems like their relationship ended. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I, I doubt that they're together in the future, but they seem like such a nice couple together um, with some very like destructive tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like he is, like his dad is very rich. So maybe Edda's parents will be happy with this. Match. That's what I was thinking actually too. <laughs> yeah, I think like, uh, the Borger and Kamal thing, I I don't know. I mean, maybe they won't end up together. Like, that would be fine. Like, it was just a device to get Borger out of her horrible engagement. But right now, she's just being very, like, an- annoying and, dis- like, self-destructive and doesn't have her self-confidence. And it seems like Kamal is not doing anything wrong. So um, it's interesting. But also, yeah. I think... Borju was very wrong to tell Ishik what was happening. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think there was like, there were better ways to, I think she should have told her, but the way it was done was just like, there was, there was no way for Ishik to process that in a healthy way, given how she was told. And like, it was inevitable that she was going to have an extreme reaction to it. I don't, and like, I don't think Borju like tried to plan a a situation like I don't know like maybe go to her on the weekend right and talk to her uh or like whenever the first kind of school holiday is something like that like I I probably couldn't wait that long but like a weekend at least where she can't go and like immediately do something crazy uh, yeah because she's so upset about it so I think and I think Burju got emotional and upset about it so that's why she wanted to like she kind of subconsciously wanted Ushik to do something. Right, right. Um, yeah, also, I think she felt the same way as she found when she found out that they were like tricking her. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it is yeah. It's another another huge lie, <laughs> and she hates and it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I think she just did it really badly. But then, like that's that's the, the epitome of plot reasons. Like that's why, like. If she did it in a more logical way, then there would be no plot. I think it also, I mean, I think it still makes up, I think it still makes sense for her to have told uh, Ushik the way she did. Like when you think of Burj's character and how she, again, she like self-sabotaged and she, she clearly doesn't think all the way through. Yeah. And she also like, <laughs> she's like actually like friends with them in like an yeah. adult to adult way. Um, and so I think she was treating Ashuk as like she would an adult girlfriend, but yeah, she needs she needed to treat her more like a child in that situation because yeah. she reacts like a child. Yes. Yeah. Well, she got drunk with them. Yeah, she yes. did. <laughs> also, just a funny side note: uh, the actress who plays Burju is six months younger than the actor who plays Sinan. Classic. Uh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Panad Danis, the actress, was born in November '93, and Sinan was born in like May '93. <laughs> November, so they're our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinan looks like he could be in high school, though. I, I think. Yeah. The uh, the actor playing Kevad is like a reasonable. Well, he's not really a reasonable. He's forty. He's he is not a reasonable age to still be like an active, like potential go- potentially going back to his professional basketball career <laughs> person. I would say, but like he is a reasonable age to be a teacher <laughs> at mm-hmm. a school. Let's see. I think uh, Nedjet was revealed not only to be a fascist in this episode, but also to be pretty smart. Like I think the move of like getting 
the bad kids to be his like little worker bees was actually very clever. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Cause it's true. Like once the kids lose respect for you, like there's no way to win it back. Yeah. And, um, Oh no, never mind. That would be a spoiler. Sorry. Not saying that. Did we get the adults in this episode? No. Okay. Uh, did, we didn't see like Edda and Ushik at all. No, I guess not. No. Thought maybe we got like a little, or maybe we got narr- We probably just got adult Ushik narration or something. I just feel like we got, we heard or saw a tiny bit. Maybe it was just narration. But I can't remember. Okay, so as as I just want to like harp on this a little bit because I did say this in the first season and it's still like my biggest issue with the show is that everyone has benefited from this friendship except for Ashuk. Ashuk's life is literally fucking ruined just because she's friends with these people and like they're so much better humans now and they're like probably going to graduate because they like actually want to and Ashuk's just screwed <laughs> and I don't understand how she's benefiting from this at all from this friendship. That's true. She definitely had like normal friends before this too. So it's not like she was lonely. Like she actually had friends, but now like she has not had friends basically since being friends with these people. Yeah. I wouldn't be friends with her. Like she's crazy. (laughs) And the, the bad kids, like, yeah, they have to like, it's embarrassing to wash his car and like serve him coffee. But is that really so bad in exchange for like getting your high school diploma? I don't think so. I mean, in the uh, a dog gets to spit in his coffee and stuff. They have yeah, she ways. loves to do that. They have that. little That's ways to subvert. Favorite yeah. things. <laughs> All right. Anything else for this section? So because we did the recap at the beginning, we're not going to have a history section. We are just going to have our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success and Fatma's hit list. Um, what the fucks? I didn't have that many. I thought this was a really good episode. Yeah, I had like two. I really like the way the show moves, especially in contrast with ATA season three. I feel like it's very fast paced and fun and they're like doing stuff all the time, you know? Yeah, my WTFs are all like addressed to specific characters and not so much like, why did the show do this? Yeah. Which is what like ATA's <laughs> WTFs were turning into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah m- mine is more like, it's more like a props thing because like there's this the scene where they're in bed. Mm-hmm. One second there, like she's in her underwear and then she has to go answer the door and like within one second she's dressed. Maybe she's you a quick change artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then also nudged at walking barefoot in the school. Yeah, but that's just like his power move. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> this is my castle. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go what the fuck a Shook's hair extension, like I actually like the idea of a purple streak, but like the clip-in, like fake yeah, hair thing yeah. is really That's, bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I want her to just dye her hair purple. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> My WTFs are all about just Sinan's parents and like 
how how can they be so awful I, I do wish we had a little bit more context there I agree think, they are just so unbelievably cruel to him they are. and it's like it is unbelievable at this point it's so. also, also like go for oh, it. sorry go ahead no no go ahead I was just gonna say it's so sad because it it's only because of Sinan's like personality that he would take all this like none of the other worst ones would take this shit from their parents like yeah. they would leave home or they would like call the cops on them or they would figure out something but Sinan is just like so passive yeah. and sad that he's just like okay I guess I'll just do whatever I, and I don't understand what Sinan's father hopes to gain from the sale of the Yelda because the parents are divorced it's the mom's family's house this so is why, why you need a prenup guys but like okay do you think it's like they like somehow updated the deed so it was in the wife's name and then also in the mom's name and then like somehow also tacked the dad on it's just like from just yeah because of the marriage contract right but i would think that the deed would be in the name of like the ailing grandfather anyway or maybe the dad's like the the grandfather's guardian because he's like old and senile yeah i don't know i i think that doesn't really make sense and then like yeah the whole like how they can be so awful uh part doesn't really make sense i would say actually now that i think about that's probably my biggest issue with the show is how this is not (laughs) explained (laughs) yeah all the parents are awful in different ways but sinan's parents are like really like the worst people you could like they need to be they need to be arrested for like child neglect like this is like (laughs) out of of control agree for sure any other what the fucks? Okay, good. A short list of what the fucks is the mark of a good episode. <laughs> okay, Sultan of Success. I mean, it's kind of nudged at no. Nudged at, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. does end the episode getting like paint poured on him very embarrassingly. Small price for total fascist control <laughs> over school and successfully executing a coup d'etat on the previous yes, true. principle. <laughs> um and then okay and then um fatma's hit list are we also going next and yeah we have uh this new girl on notice we'll see we don't know Ooh, enough yet but, yeah 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 i don't like her it's like watch your step girl yeah yeah gotcha. fatma's watch list <laughs> <laughs> no we should pick something from atia to be the watch list but i guess we don't have anything oh, god <laughs> who <laughs> Who Aden is staring at creepily? <laughs> this new girl. Yeah, Aden's watch list. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, congratulations to Nejdet for being the Sultan of Success. We hope your reign is very short because you've also been on put on Fatma's hit list. And I feel like a school provides Fatma so many different opportunities and weapons. You know, if she gets into that janitor janitorial yeah. closet, like he's done. Yep watch out to elif new girl we think you're a little sketchy so we're gonna keep aden's mismatched eyes on you (laughs) and watch out uh thank you all so much for listening and next time we'll be talking about love 101 season two episode two